0: If you really look at what, I mean, I, I, I love what uh, Andrew Barry has done since he's been with the Browns, but really, Dorsey's only bad move was Freddie Kitchens.
1: Welcome to the Married to Football podcast,
0: the superfan take football today.
2: that we forgot to talk about Cam Akers' injury, if that's going to affect uh, Matt Stafford's. Uh,
1: which? Like, is it going to affect those win totals that we came up with yeah. and whether or not he gets more than than Jared Goff? Yeah. Uh, um, I would say no to that. I still think he gets more than Jared Goff.
2: Okay.
0: He he gets more than Jared Goff, but it could be closer than we would originally yeah. thought. I, yeah, I agree I with, really think- with that.
2: So do we think the Cam really Akers think... injury is like significant? Like is this something that the the Rams are gonna have problems getting to the playoffs? Hey,
0: like there's they might be a game worse game or two worse without him. They could still find someone to replace him, but uh yeah, you know, and that's what that's what preseason and training camp is for. Find that next guy. Mm. Uh, there, there's always dudes that are, are popping up out of nowhere and becoming household names at running back from this situation happening. Yeah. Uh, I believe, I believe that's how, isn't that how Philip Lindsay uh, kind of came to be? Like he just kind of came out of nowhere yeah. after mm-hmm. the Denver death star. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and there's, there's other, uh, no, I, I'm trying, I'm struggling a little bit off the top of my head. There's other running backs that just kind of appeared out of nowhere and become, you know, pro bowl, And better back. So, but at the same time, Cam Akers was really coming on at the end of last year and in the playoffs. And I looked at him as a bright spot on the team. I was thinking, you know, this this is something. This is an outlet. This is something that Stafford can lean on, so he doesn't have to do it all himself. You know, if they can find that guy, I think they're okay. But you know, it definitely hurts. They don't, you know. You, Cam Akers just looked so good at the end of uh, last year.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, a tough break, for yeah. sure. Yeah.
0: Do you guys think that Cam Akers uh, was a top 10 running back? I don't think so. No. But do you think he's a top 15 running back? Do you, so is he in that close to the top 10 tier? Hmm. Because if he's, if, if he's not top 15 or 16 or whatever, then. I really don't think it's, it's that big a deal for the Rams. Now that I think about it, if you look at it you in know, like a wins above replacement way, which I know is kind of baseball-y, but I'm just thinking like the running back position has been devalued. Like the, the rules of the game have changed. So my initial reaction was, oh no, they lost Cam Akers. Like, oh, there, there goes their playoff chances. But as I, as you know, time has gone on and, you know, training camps has started and we really started looking at talent for, for me, like looking at Madden ratings and shit, um, really makes me wonder, you know, how big of a difference it'll be.
1: Well, you know, another thing to make that difficult to gauge is the fact that so many teams have gone to the, the more platoon running back styles where they're, they're, they've got a primary running back, but it's really a group of two, um, you know, not everybody's running that at this point, but it's so more, so much more prevalent than it used to be that it makes it hard to assess exactly. Uh, you know what the rankings are for those backs, and what and what uh, what the importance is of, of losing a guy like Jesus. I mean, him with Darrell um Henderson was a good combo. Yeah. Now you're going to be expecting a lot more out of Henderson than anyone else you might pick up. You know, there's two people were saying that they might go after Todd Gurley and ask him to come back, but doesn't seem likely.
2: I, th- I feel like that would make so much sense. Like, to me, that was, like, my first, re- like, reaction is, like, oh, just call Todd Gurley back up. I don't even know if he would, like, want to go back or I don't know what their, you know, situation was after he left there. But... I don't know. I just feel like he probably knows the system the most out of anybody out there right now. Because even if they trade for somebody, I mean, who's even going to be willing to trade any of their running backs right now?
1: Yeah, that's not going to happen. Anyone they get, more than likely, it's going to be a free agent signing. Yeah. A trade is not that likely.
2: Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to be willing to trade anybody. Like, I can't – like, I was going through – players and different scenarios and it's just like to me it's like they're gonna have to probably get another free agent and Todd Gurley's out there he knows your system I mean you're not gonna go on, you know I don't think that Mm -hmm. would be a smart decision
1: well I don't think that I don't think he would work very well there either and you know just to circle back to what Eric was saying uh, I think he's right on where he says he's not a top 10 back but is he a top 15 back you know you're I'm looking do you think he's better than Joe Mixon
0: yeah, I'd say. Yeah. Well, the problem with that is uh, mixing on the Bengals would be different than mixing on a better team. Hey, right. maybe they could make a trip. Is do you think the Bengals see Mixon as a core person, or is he someone that they would be willing to part with to get more more draft assets and get more?
1: Uh, I think that they want to hang on to him now. Um, you know, Giovanni Bernard is gone out of that backfield. So they've got him and they've got no offensive line and they've got Joe Burrow. It, well, they've got Jamar Chase. So I think I, I think personally that they want to hang on to Joe Mixon.
0: Okay. But with again, without an offensive line, you know, you got Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon, you got all these weapons. But you know, we've seen what happens when you have a bunch of weapons and no line. Like you stuck. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, do know, you guys like, think, like, okay, this is just, just, like, do you think it would be Sean McVay not wanting Todd Gurley back? Because Sean McVay's a little bit of like, Sean McVay. A bitch. Yeah. Like, he's a little bit like, you know, I didn't want to say it, but he said it. You know what I mean? Like, I think it, it, like, to me, just logically makes the most sense right now. He knows the system, he knows the team. Like, yeah, you have a different quarterback, but like, You got to get somebody else in there. Why wouldn't you bring in somebody that knows everything? It
1: only depends on what he's demanding in terms of a contract, though, too, right?
2: Yeah, true. I don't, it just, Sean McVay apparently said it's not something we're exploring right now. So,
0: yeah, they want to evaluate the guys. They already know, they already know everything they need to know about Todd Gurley. And if they have to, yeah, they'll call him up, but they're going to, they're going to wait and they're going to try to do, get something out of who they already have on their roster, which I didn't bother to look up and see, but um, I will look up the Rams running back right
1: now.
2: Well, I, bad I I not.
1: Mean, Darrell Henderson is the next one. in line. Yeah.
2: It's Darrell Henderson okay. and Malcolm Brown. I believe Darrell Henderson and Malcolm Brown. All right. I
1: think? Yeah. Henderson might be
0: Henderson might be just fine. Actually. Um, yeah. What I remember about him is, is, is accurate. Oh. What? <laughs> Dale. I Shannon, yep. maybe you remember him, but uh, Austin Corbett, the yep. supposed John Dorsey draft bust in, what was it, the second round? Uh-huh. Uh, he is the starting right guard for the Rams. So yep. maybe he wasn't that big of a bust.
1: Time will tell. All
0: right. <sighs> And not to steer this towards the Browns, but sorry, Shannon, but you know that happens inevitably with Dale Uh, and I. We have to steer towards the Browns. I need to know. I don't care.
2: Yeah, go ahead.
0: Okay. So, speaking of that, if you really look at what. I mean, I I, I love what uh, Andrew Barry has done since he's been with the Browns, but really, Dorsey's only bad move was Freddie Kitchens. Yeah. Uh, I mean the OBJ trade we don't it, it still is not certain I'm, but it, it, if it, if the Browns didn't win that trade they didn't lose it by much mm-hmm. but you know all these other, like drafting Baker Mayfield trading for Jarvis Landry um, drafting Nick Chubb like like he he did really good yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's weird that he... I don't know if he's in what he's doing right now in the league. I'm sure he's got a job doing something somewhere. Mm. Uh, you know, he just... and You got to wonder, the whole Freddie Kitchens thing, was, you know, you think Baker Mayfield was, was in his ear saying, hey, you know, we need to keep this guy, we need to get this guy. Were other people in his ear worried about, oh, we really need to keep Baker and Freddie Kitchens is going to unlock him? Were we just duped in this... Or the Browns just got lucky with that combination of play calling and quarterback play. Mm. I mean, other than that, like, John Dorsey did a great job. Yeah, but, I mean, I think
1: he, he got suckered into uh, jumping up a guy too many rungs on the ladder too soon. I mean, yeah. promoting promoting kitchens up to offensive coordinator, that might have been just fine. That might That might have been where he was most effective. I think we've talked about before how – you know, there's guys that are outstanding coordinators, but awful coaches. Yeah. And I mean, this is, you know, Shannon, you have the example, although you may not remember, but Dick LeBeau was an excellent defensive coordinator, but a horrible head coach.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that might be, I doubt he'll ever get the chance now because of the way that things went, but that might have been, you know, where Freddie Kitchens belongs. He's I mean, a tight ends coach now.
2: Yeah. Hey, and guess where uh, John Dorsey's at now? The team that we were told we didn't talk about enough—the Lions. We
1: need to have a segment every week just on the Lions.
2: Yeah, every week we have a segment on the Lions. It just sucks that his—I mean, he was at the Browns for what two years, Dorsey? uh, More than
0: that, three, three, like two two and a half or so. Okay, maybe three seasons. He took over um, during. The one in the during the 0 and 16 year,
2: okay. What, he he what came are, on, I
0: want to say it was in like November or December of the, the 0 and 16 wasn't year.
2: Wasn't he at the Packers for a long time?
0: Chief, uh, yeah, Packers and Chief were his, I his a, three. I think
1: he's a uh, Holmgren protege.
2: Oh, uh, okay. I thought, well, I mean, obviously, I mean. The Freddie Kitchens thing just looked bad for him.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure at one point I was hopeful for Freddie Kitchens, but it seems like an awful lot of awful big move to go from being a position
1: coach to being a head coach. And, mm-hmm. Seems like and a, bad, a bad move from the jump, really.
0: I don't know if we would have ran it back with uh, Greg Williams. How that would have turned out? I like where we're at now, so I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna bash yeah. too much on it. But it just, I've seen Austin Corbett on the Rams reminded me that, you know, because they hung that – they threw that in John Dorsey's face a lot. Oh, well, Austin Corbett, oh, if he's not this draft guru, if he can miss that badly, think of all these guys we could have had instead of him, and then we traded him away for, like, um, nothing.
1: I mean, there's no GM that every you break down every single draft pick that they've made that all of them hit. None of them. It doesn't – that doesn't happen.
2: I, I I think the Browns are set. Like, I think, I mean, I think Stefanski is going to be there for a while. I think. I hope so. Yeah. I think you guys are both like, yeah, I, I want him. Hopefully he sticks. Well,
1: I mean, you know, someone being there for a long time obviously means they've earned being there for a long time. And that usually means that the results have been good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I think, you know, in a general sense, that's what everybody wants.
2: Yeah. Yeah, see if he brings home the Browns for Super Bowl, he'll, he'll have a job for a while.
1: Yeah, almost for life.
2: <laughs> for life. I think I think that would be like the biggest party atmosphere up in Cleveland if the Browns won the Super Bowl. Like I think I would just attend just because I think it would be like crazy. Like I think it would be the craziest thing.
1: Might be enough that you might actually you know turn to change your allegiance again.
2: No.